Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. So excited to be here with another episode of The Kelly Roach Show. I have the one and only Heather Monahan on the show today, and she's breaking all the rules. She's saddening all the ceilings, and she's bringing it back to all of you. Heather, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Kelly, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah. So you have this great story where you know a turn of events in your career didn't go as expected, and then you just kind of came into the online scene like a bull in a china shop. You took this place by um, you have a crazy story. You have multiple books out now, top-rated podcasts. You're doing some really amazing stuff. But I think in 2022, when people have just dealt with multiple years of things not exactly going as planned, some people are still trying to figure out how to get their head back above water. Let's talk a little bit about that origin story for you of how this whole thing even got started. Because I think people need a little bit of that in their lives right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so here for that. And it's funny when I hear you surmise it you know, very concisely. It sounds so easy, right? Like when you hear something, you know, and then she had this like pivot and no, none of this was easy. So that's what I want to tell everybody right now. Like no matter how glossy it looks on social media, this has been some of the biggest, most challenging times of my personal and professional life. However, I'm just learning now that it's like, it's called the butterfly effect. Like all this beauty that can come out of something so awful in the moment, you just don't know it at the time. So. Uh, To break it down for you, I had worked incredibly hard my entire career. I had made it to the C-suite in corporate America. I was named one of the most influential women in radio. And I built a lifestyle to that end, meaning I own the sick condo on South Beach. I drive a BMW. I have a lot of bills, right? So I built a lifestyle to match the income that I was making in corporate. And for me, I just grew up in this world that corporate was all you ever do. I was next going to be the CEO of some company. And I was on a very linear path. This was in my Heather's plan, not God's plan. And I was walking this line and out of left field, the CEO I worked for for 14 years became L and he replaced himself with his daughter, who was my arch nemesis, my number one villain. And I had coexisted with her at work for 14 years. She was the CFO. I was a CRO. We didn't have to deal one-on-one too often. So I just kind of turned a blind eye to her and her bad behavior. But immediately uh, I got the call, you know, the new CEO wants to see you. And she had me drive three hours over to go to her office to fire me. And it was one of those life changing moments that was such a punch in the gut. I was in so much shock. I was so overwhelmed. But it turned out to be this blessing that I no longer was surrounded by negative people that were trying to stab me in the back. Suddenly, I was free of all this negativity, even though I had no idea where I could go. I, I had an 18-month non-compete, non-solicit. So I had to start over in a new industry with no expertise as a beginner somewhere at 43 years old. That's amazing. Isn't it so interesting how you can never see in the moment? I literally was just speaking this morning and I was having this conversation with a group of, of students that we have here, how 
in the moment when something bad happens or something that wasn't a part of your plan, I'll put it that way, because we perceive it as bad, but it's usually always the best thing for us. But our perception is that it was bad because it didn't match our expectation. And in the moment, you know, it, it feels like your whole world is, is shattering, right? But then ultimately, and only in hindsight, once you kind of get over the fact that things didn't go according to your plan, um, then it like opens up the next part of you. It opens up what you were actually really destined for. But I feel like, Heather, you know, you were able to mentally get yourself there. And I like how you were very, you know, you said at the beginning, like, it looks like it was easy. And it wasn't. There's a lot of people in the online space that are like, let it be easy. Everything is easy. And I'm like, can we stop this bullshit? Like, can we just stop? Right? People get angry at me and tell me that my brand is masculine because I say, yeah, this is really hard work. Because I won't lie and say it's easy. But anyway, my point is, I like that you said that. And, and what I think was important about your story is you were able to mentally get your head wrapped around pivoting to now say like, okay, this is off the table, right? This, this chapter is, is done. I now need to figure out, you know, where I'm going next. And I think some people live in this space for a really long time of not being able to get themselves mentally and emotionally to a place of really fully being able to like heal and, and, and allow themselves to let go of and really become open to the even better thing that's on the other side of that. How long did it take you, do you feel like, Heather, to get yourself to a place like mentally and emotionally to really be ready to be like, I'm tackling what's next, even though I don't even know what the F I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. And that's so well said, right? I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what I was going to sell. I didn't know, you know, where I would work. I didn't know what I do. But the the one thing, like, like I look back to that window and for 24 hours, I was a train wreck under a weighted blanket, you know, bottle of Chardonnay in hand, crying my eyes out like a lunatic saying, get away from me to everyone and having panic attacks. But I remember the next day, truly, it's a true story. The next day I woke up and nobody was calling me. And I remember thinking, okay, well, if nobody knows I'm fired, nobody's going to offer me opportunity. I need to raise my hand and tell people I've just been fired and I need your help. And I did that. And, and something I've learned, you know, in in this last decade is really strong people ask for help. Doesn't mean everybody's going to offer it, but somebody will. So raise your hand. And I posted online. I said, I've just been fired after 14 years. Um, and if I've ever done anything to help you, I need to hear from you now. And that post went viral and it landed me on the Elvis Duran show. And I jumped on a plane. I flew out to New York, had no idea what I was going to say on the show or what we were going to talk about. I just kept stepping into fear because that was something I hadn't been doing for a long time. I'd been hiding from fear and shrinking back from it. And now I said, okay, I've got to go bigger. I've got to do something differently to reach new opportunity. I'm just going to go running right through it. And so jumped on the plane, sat across from Elvis. And he looks at me halfway through the interview and he says, well, Heather, obviously you're writing a book, but I wasn't writing a book, right? I didn't even know what the, I didn't even know if it was legal to write a book if you hadn't majored in English literature, right? And I certainly had not. So I said, obviously I am, right? Like I just, he spoke a truth and a conviction into me and immediately it hit me in my heart. And I just said, if he believes in me this much, and this is why it's so important whenever you have words of truth to speak into someone. Never hold them back because you can change the trajectory of someone's life because that man did for me that day. 
Today's episode of The Kelly Road Show is brought to you by the Live Launch Method. If you're ready to skyrocket your sales, moving from selling one-to-one to closing customers in the dozens, the Live Launch Method is the simplest strategy on the planet to scale your business into the millions. Learn more at thelivelaunch.com, www.thelivelaunch.com. For all the listeners, I think a lot of times someone will say something to us and they'll, they'll say a compliment to you. Heather, you know, blah, blah, blah. They'll notice something about your brand or your business or, you know, the way that you do something or how you look or whatever. And you, and a lot of times our, our immediate reaction is like to smile and kind of be like, huh, you know, and like it's like a toss away. Like you either don't accept it or you just smile and laugh or you say, oh, you're being nice. But like a lot of times, other people can see something in us that we don't even see in ourselves. Like in that moment, he was like, yeah, and obviously you're writing a book. Like he already saw like, okay, here is this like multi-passionate, amazing human being that can help so many other people. Like he saw all of this in you and for you. And because in that moment, instead of you saying no, you were like, yeah, like look what then unfolded because of that. And I think that's such a lesson for everyone listening, because I think a lot of times when people see something in us, we have an immediate reaction of just like, no, not me, not me. Like, and, and I'm not talking to unsuccessful people. I think the people that listen to this show, six, seven figure business owners, you guys have a high level of success, but we're all guilty of it. We're all oh, guilty of it. You're so right. I have a whole chapter in my first book, Confidence Creator, about accepting and receiving compliments. Because to your point, I used to just minimize them. Oh, oh, you like my eyes? I'll tell my parents, thank you. <laughs> you know, and I blast things I wouldn't yeah. receive. And the minute I changed that and instead showed gratitude and, 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 and choose to put those rose colored glasses on when I looked at myself, not just let others, that's when I started finding real true confidence in myself. That's amazing. That, that, that's such a great lesson. And I love that you have a chapter in the book on that. And let's just give everybody the name. We're going to talk about both books today, but the name of the first book. The first book is Confidence Creator. It's a compilation of my lowest moments in business and life and how I leverage those to create confidence when I needed it and how the reader can too. That's amazing. And we'll put that in the in the links. I, I love that lesson. So, so okay. So you're sitting there on the show. He's like, obviously you're writing a book. You're like, obviously I am. And then <laughs> and then where does the story go from there? I jump on a flight to come home. And so I Google how do you write a book? Because I had no clue. I never had some grandiose plan to write a book. I never had a calling to write a book, right? And so basically what I found was it said, you need time to sit down daily and write. And I thought, okay, sign me up. I just been fired. I have nothing on my calendar for the next few months, lifetime, whatever. Okay. So I just started writing. And at first I wrote about how much I hated the lady that fired me. But then after a couple of days of that, it started morphing into, wait a minute, I remember the 0809 recession reminds me a little bit of this. I totally lost all my confidence. Wait a minute. I remember when I got cheated on by the guy that I thought I was going to marry that I lived with and how that changed my whole entire life and sent me to Michigan to become an equity partner. And, and all of a sudden I started realizing all these moments across my life that seemed in the moment to be the worst thing, but ended up being these incredible blessings. And that's where the book Confidence Creator came from. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. And so now you just in 2021, you you created the second book, Overcome Your Villain. So talk to us a little bit about what you in you know, what's enclosed in that book? What are some of the biggest lessons that readers are gonna get from it? So one of my mentors said to me a couple years ago, Heather, the one thing you're missing is you're not simplifying things to a very repeatable process that other people can plug and play in their life to leapfrog the challenges and reach their own version of success, whatever that may be. He said, find what your process is, identify it, simplify it so you can teach it to a nine-year-old or a 90-year-old, and then bring that to life. And I thought, okay, sounds easy. But it took me forever, Kelly, to really figure out what is that like secret sauce that I have that works in my life? Because somehow, whatever business I'm in, I find a way to break through and succeed. But I wasn't, I wasn't aware of what... It, I just did it innately in a very messy way. So I thought, okay, this is a personal challenge for me to level up in my life. So I took out a whiteboard the same way I would back in corporate America to solve a problem. And I started mapping out different times in my life that I was able to create success and looking at what were those steps. And finally, after weeks, I saw a pattern. And the pattern is a three-step process that I teach in my new book, Overcome Your Villains. It's called the BAC process, B-A-K. And number one is beliefs. Number two is action. And number three is knowledge. And just a quick high level, I'll use the example of getting fired. The day I walked out of that lady's office, I was saying, I've lost everything. Okay, so those are the moments that you say, okay, let's take a look at deconstructing whatever belief we're holding currently, and let's take it down and dial it down to the most simplistic shred of fact we can find, if there is any. So in that example, I've lost everything. I had to say, wait a minute, did I lose my business acumen? No. Did I lose my network? No. Did I lose my health? No. Did I lose my family, friends? No, 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 no. My expertise? No. I didn't lose anything except I lost a paycheck. And once I boiled that belief to the simplistic piece of truth there was, I lost a paycheck. I'd found paychecks my entire life, many different ways, right? So suddenly I was like, okay, this is doable. Number two, take action immediately. My action step was to post. I've just been fired, need your help, right? And then that just skyrocketed me into new realms and opportunities I could have never imagined. And then number three, be really intentional about the knowledge that you surround yourself with. Don't surround yourself with your mother if she's never been successful in business and she's scared for you. She is not going to be your champion in that moment, even though she loves you, right? Don't take direction from people who haven't been where you're going. Instead, be really intentional about who am I going to access knowledge from? And for me, it was my editor who had successfully written 19 books. For me, it was my friend who's a billionaire who built a business in New York City from nothing 20 years ago. Right? It was people who have been the places that I want to go and I would not let anybody else in. So BAK works every single time. No, I love it. And it's so funny because that is our initial reaction to absolutely anything that doesn't go according to our plan. Everything is wrong. I tried everything. Nothing. The big one is nothing is working, right? How many times, right? And so I think your process is amazing for that because it doesn't matter. Like we're all humans, right? We're all humans. And, and as anything comes up, I think the degree to which you hold the importance of having a certain outcome or a certain experience or a certain uh, way that you want things to go, um, you're going to have an emotional reaction to that. And I think what you're talking about with this process here is like really dialing it back to like, but what's really real, right? 
but what's really real? And like, what can I do about it right now? And how can I get an outcome? And something that you mentioned twice on the show today that I just want to like highlight and, and asterisk for everyone, especially because we have a lot of female business leaders running really successful companies that listen to this show. You mentioned twice about getting help. And the worst people on the planet at getting help are successful female business leaders, right? So whether it's help at home, help on your team, a lot of people have teams that they don't even fully leverage their teams because they don't tell them what they actually need from them. It's amazing, right? Help to say, you know, I, I went through um, a lot of like pretty severe like trauma with the business last year. I was in a lawsuit. I had a magazine that we all know really well. Sue me for using a word that we all know really well. Um, and I had to get help. Like I had to literally work on like cleaning my soul to release those experiences and the horrible people and their behavior that was just so evil for no reason that really it would, like had nothing to do with me. It's their fear, right? Of, of competition or whatever. Um, but I love that you mentioned twice about getting help. Because I think that's something that a lot of times you talk about, get, people talk about getting help in the context of someone that's at a very beginner stage of building their business. You need to hire help. You need to get a VA, you need to get an admin, you need to do this. But when you're at a really high level of success, I feel like a lot of times that conversation does not get continued to elevate the level of help to the level of people you need to be getting help from. At level of success, right? Like estate attorneys, deal flow attorneys, like working with the CPA at the right level that can give you actual guidance. So many business owners are working with CPAs that are like, they're like data documentation specialists. Like they're not doing anything for you. So I really like that you brought that up, Heather, because I think it's something to really just a question to pose to everyone listening. Like, where are you not asking for help right now in business or in life? where a solution could be found instantaneously if you just opened yourself up to the conversation, right? And that, that can even be with your children, like teaching your children to, to cook their own meals, empowering them to do their own laundry. Like, like all of these little things saying, hey, I need your help on this. I'm really busy. I need you to level up here. Yeah. And then they're empowered. Then they feel better about themselves. Then you're helping them with their confidence and, and them grow as individuals. So often people want you to ask, they want you to throw them the baton and say, wow, she trusted me. I can't wait to run with this. And that's, that's the thing. We don't realize that when you don't ask for help, it's signifying to that other person that you don't trust them and, and they're waiting and they're ready. And, and I see this with entrepreneurs all the time, even with their own teams, they don't allow their teams to elevate up to the level of brilliance and genius that they possess because they're still trying to control and direct and, you know, be, um, you know, making sure that everything goes a certain way. And it's like sometimes our way that we wanted to go, like maybe our team actually has an even better idea than you did about that. Right. So it's a great conversation. So I, I love what you're doing. I love the message of the brand. Where, like, where are you taking things next? Like, what's next for you? Oh my gosh, I have a new product line that's going to be launching next month, which I can't reveal, but yeah, but I'm super, super excited about. But I've also, Kelly, it's so funny. You know, when I was back in corporate, I was, I'd always have a five year plan, one year plan, five year plan, 10 year plan. And here's exactly what it looks like. Here's what I know after living, getting fired and living through a global pandemic. I cannot forecast anything. Here's what I can forecast. I will continue going bigger. I will continue to follow my passion and my purpose. I will continue to be under this umbrella of helping and elevating others and being completely transparent in the things that I know and the mistakes that I make and who I show up as every day. I don't know if that is 
another book deal. I don't know if that is getting my own TV show. I don't, I have no idea what that is, but I'm open to receiving it all. And that's the best. That's the absolute best thing is like, is just being open to receiving and, and having like that childlike heart of just, you know, saying like, I actually don't need to control and direct every single twist and turn. I can kind of like allow. Right. And in fact, that's when the better, my life today is so much better than it was when I was back in very disciplined corporate America, linear corporate. I never allowed for or was open to something being different than what my exact plan was. So that was the that was the ceiling I set for myself, even though I would tell myself, oh, I'm so successful. I've now stepped into a passion and purpose and, and the work that I do and the feedback that I get from people. It, yeah. My heart overflows. And I never felt that way when I was back in corporate America. No, that's amazing. I love that. Before we wrap up, I do want to talk a little bit about the amazing show that you're delivering that's really adding value for so many people around the world. And it's it's definitely gotten a lot of notoriety, you know, since you made this this transformation. So just talk a little bit about like who the show is for, some of the topics that you explore, what people get out of listening. And then of course we'll we'll include the link so people can go check it out. So my podcast is called Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. It's always top 25 on the entrepreneur chart on Apple um, podcast. Kelly is a guest. So go tune into that episode, an amazing episode. You know, my guests are really successful people from very diverse backgrounds from Gary Vee to Sarah, Sarah Blakely to Les Brown to Kelly Roach, right? Like I'm, I'm dialing into people that have found success in their own way. And then I'm trying to crack that code of, what were the challenges that you faced? What are the lessons that you can share with us? And how can we all level up from basically getting the shortcut that you're offering to all of us? So I definitely think listeners should check it out. It, uh, definitely check out Kelly's episode. It's, it's a keeper. I always say, you know, courage and confidence are the two biggest indicators of every outcome that you achieve in life. So for anyone listening, it's like, yeah, I need to amp up that confidence factor a little bit check out Heather's show. Heather, thank you so much for coming on today. It was it was an honor to have you here. And I love your energy. I love your passion, your conviction, your openness, and the work that you're doing. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much. Right back at you. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.